Hello everyone and welcome to the Higher Self Being You podcast with me, Stefan Mullen. A place where we will be discussing being you and the energy you want to attract. Welcome to episode 6 of the podcast. I hope everyone is keeping well this week. And thank you once again for all your correspondence on last month's episode where I spoke with Alex McClintock from Andy's Man Club where he spoke about Movember, he spoke about men's health in terms of mental health, testicular health and how Andy's Man Club tries to help men of all ages and backgrounds to open up and talk about their struggles. It's also a topic that I'm sure is close to many people and is now more than ever as the days are getting shorter and the cold's starting to kick in for the winter. I know in particular with myself as well, like you, you, you find that slight change in your mood and it's about keeping that positivity throughout the, the winter months as well. Many of you got in touch once again and we're very, very grateful for any correspondence. If you do want to get in touch with me, please feel free to do so by emailing me on higherselfbeingyou at gmail.com. Once again, your correspondence is always very welcome and it's really appreciated and it helps us to bring on different episodes going forward. So please don't forget to download and tell your friends about the Higher Self Being You podcast and remember to spread the word far and wide. So what what has happened in the the last month and what did I learn from Alex's episode so having done the episode with Alex, it was very, very powerful. Alex was a, a lovely fella. He spoke very openly about his own struggles with his, his mental well-being and how he uses that now to, to support and guide other people and hopefully help them to to make the, the right decision that he did by not taking his life. So uh, for me... This, this has always been something very prominent in my life, uh, my own mental health struggles, family struggling with mental health and losing my uncle at a at a young age. But very, very recently as well, uh, me and a good friend of mine were nipping out for a walk. And as we were walking, I came across this, this girl completely unconscious, uh, nobody around. And I remember calling 999 the the switchboard basically took the information got me checking the the girl's breathing and whatnot and then just as we were about to grab a defibrillator the the police arrived on the scene next thing ambulances arrived on the scene and whatnot and for me this is something having done many first aid courses and counseling courses over the years it's it's not something you can prepare yourself for uh, i remember people asking me before what if you ever came across something like this how would you deal with it and in all honesty I thought I would probably freeze but I didn't uh, my friend and me did what we could with the resources and knowledge we had and for the first couple of days I, I really struggled I, I broke down crying a couple of times because obviously due to GDPR and things like that there wasn't very much that we could be told so I remember calling up and just saying look can you tell me has this person survived or not and that's all i need to know that's that's more for my own mental sanity really they couldn't give much information they couldn't really give much away uh obviously due to that gdpr and they, they just basically told me look the person did survive and i think for me that that gave me the closure i needed uh because i was really struggling thinking could i have done more could I have done enough even though at the same time, I wasn't overly experienced in that. And coming across that, again, my my impression of the whole situation was it was down to mental well-being. And it just really brought home the, the episode that I did with Alex and the, the episodes that are coming up as well around mental well-being and how prominent it is in everybody's lives. Uh, and it, it, it's quite a scary thing. So for me, that was a big, big learning curve, something that I personally hope I never go through again, uh, where Alex, for me, is a everyday superhero. Like he, he goes out, does what he can to help other people and that as well. So absolutely amazing. 
So when I first started the podcast, the aim was to speak with everyday people from everyday walks of life and about their own stories, really. Uh, the way I look at it, every single individual has their own story and everybody's story is powerful and there is people out there that is going to be able to resonate with it. Doesn't matter if it's millions of people or if it's just one or two people. Uh, at, at the end of the day, I think it's an important approach to try and help one person at a time rather than setting out trying to change the world. So, so far, I feel that I've been super lucky to have had five amazing guests and to keep with that theme. On today's episode, we will hear from a very good friend of mine, Leanne Uckert. Not only does she do lots of work as a tender manager in the oil and gas industry within Scotland, but Leanne recently went viral when she took part in a body confidence campaign with several other Scottish women of all shapes and sizes. And I thoroughly enjoyed chatting to Leanne about this because it's not something that I would ever sit down really and chat to Leanne uh, about these type of things. And it felt very, I felt very empowered after this interview. So I hope when you're listening to it, you can feel that as well. Leanne, you're most welcome onto the Higher Self Being You podcast. Thank you very much. Um, thanks for reaching out. I'm excited to be here. So first off, Leanne, can you tell me a bit about the, the Body Confidence campaign and how it was on the day for you? Yeah, sure. So um, yeah, the campaign came about. It was a bit of a surprise. Um, certainly wasn't expected, which is always a good thing. Um, but yeah, my, my talent and beautician, you know, a woman I've become, I'd say, quite good friends with over the last few years, um, just through going to, to spray tanning appointments, which is probably not a good thing for me it means I'm out far too often um but yeah she's she's lovely and um you know she had an, a thought in terms of you know a campaign that she could use to try and inspire and and obviously promote her business um I think you know certainly some of my friends that have not been for spray tans have got this perception that it's quite daunting oh why would you you know go for a spray tan in front of a, a complete stranger and stand there with you know minimal clothing on it's yeah. quite daunting especially for women that are not as confident you know you know without their their clothes on so you know the whole idea behind it was to try and just you know encourage women you know no matter what what you look like you're you're more than welcome in, in that company and i would really vouch for that like you know andrea my my beautician she's such a warm person she does really make people feel welcome um and you know within 15 minutes of knowing her i was telling her life stories that you probably wouldn't open up to people you know for for years to come so she's naturally got that that warmth to her that you feel comfortable so she approached me and um you know spoke about the idea she was moving premises and you know just wanted to get a bit of engagement going and, and reach out to our community um so she had this idea for a photo shoot and she really wanted to promote, you know, all shapes and sizes. And she managed to get three clients and herself to, to go um, forward to, to the shoot. And just, you know, um, you know, the day really was all about inspiring each other, listening. We made some good friends. You know, I've got all the ladies on, on Instagram now and we comment on each other's things. And it's quite interesting because, you know, I never knew them before this. And. We were all complete strangers, but you would never have thought that, like, on the day. We're all standing in a garden. It was pretty chilly that day as well. You know, the rain was on and off, and we're all standing there with, you know, big bouncy blow dries and swimwear on, and I'm pretty sure a lot of folk looking out their windows thought we were a bit crazy. Um, but to be honest, the, you know, just the laugh that we had and, um, you know, all having, you know, a giggle on the day, it was it was really nice. Um, and the women that were at the shoot, you know, there was various things, like one, one lady had a stoma, the other ones unfortunately lost all her hair due to um, a form of cancer. Um, so, you know, it, it was really, you know, just amazing for me to watch just them stand there. Like we, we got group photographs, which was lovely, but we also got individual ones. So just standing sort of on the sideline watching them, you know, pose for images and things without, you know, a care in the world really. They felt so confident and they were all done up and yeah, it was really nice, um, really nice to see. So yeah, so like, um, as you say, it kind of kind of blew up a bit on the internet, which was, you know, very much not expected. Um, we were even on a, a front page of a newspaper, which again, um, you know, people send you a picture when they're doing their as a shot was a bit like, oh my word, we're on the front yeah. page of the, the newspaper. So it was all a bit crazy, but um, yeah, it was really nice. Um, and she certainly got the traction. Um, a lot of people reached out, you know, just with lovely comments and, 
yeah, I know some of the other ladies have got asked to sort of um, give interviews and things about their experience. So just a really lovely story and experience for everyone. Like I say, we've made friends out of it. She, you know, she was able to encourage other women. Um, and certainly, you know, I'm, I'm sure she's got new business now. And, and even just women that were coming to existing, they're just more confident knowing that, you know, you don't have to be a certain shape or size to stand there in front of a stranger. You, you should really just be, you know, appreciating what you have and, you know, and, and taking full advantage of that. Yeah, and I, th I think as well, would you agree that like one of the, the reasons that it probably did go viral was because it was very relatable to a, a lot of people? Yeah, absolutely. So like I say, you know, there was various shapes and sizes and, and that was the whole purpose of it. You know, no two people are the same. You know, you can look at someone and think, oh, they've got the perfect body and, you know, you know, no flaws. You absolutely wouldn't know what's going on inside someone. You know, like one of the ladies with the, um, she wears a beautiful wig, you know, you know, today, today, if you've seen her in the shops, you would never know that she's going through this, you know, personally. Yeah. So I just feel like, you know, for us all to just go there completely raw um, and vulnerable in front of a group of strangers, um, it certainly was relatable for a lot of women. Yeah, and I think I think for the both of us as well, we could probably agree that it, it is remarkably brave as well to to go and put yourself out there like that, especially when you you do have such a a challenge or you've been through such a challenge before and stuff as well. Really, because of the the culture and the world that we live in, really a lot of criticism and stuff like that comes of things. Uh, but it was really good to to see how you all picked each other up. I think again it's really important every one of you have a, a story and each of those stories is obviously your journey it's your story so it, it is important uh how would you say leanne that that type of thing in terms of like that body conference would affect your mental health yeah so i think you know you know outsiders you know would look on and say she's a very confident woman you know she's she, she likes to go out socializing you know she's career driven and I think that that's all true of me, but you know, like anyone else, I have days where I'm really insecure and think, you know, really hard on yourself that you can do better. And I think we're all critical of being like that. And it's important sometimes to remember, you know, you're only human. If you if you want to make a life decision that day and you decide not to go to the gym or you decide to have a, a cake or you know you overindulge in food and things, like you shouldn't be too hard on yourself and. It's easier said than done because, you know, I think, um, particularly myself, you know, I live alone. I have a lot of time to think, you know, and, and, yeah. and that, I think sometimes that's harder. If you don't have distractions of like children or, you know, big family around you all the time, it can be difficult because you sit and overanalyze everything. Um, and certainly, you know, I know for myself, if I'm, if I put on a bit of weight, like it does affect me negatively. Like I start to like think, oh, that doesn't fit. And, you know, my mood does deteriorate. So I, I would encourage, you know, healthy eating is great for your mindset like it does mentally make you feel better but equally we should have fun you know if you want to go out you know with your friends and sociable you want to go out for food you shouldn't make life decisions just based on oh i'm dieting or you know yeah. i need to lose a few pounds this week because you know we've all learned you know the hard way in the last couple of years that life can be taken far too quickly and you know um you know just our opportunity and freedom can be taken as well so I mean, it's probably time I rein in the fact that, oh, we're out of jail now, you know, we can go out because I've probably been using that maybe a bit too long. Um, <laughs> but maybe maybe January, maybe January. <laughs> yeah, you can't give it up during the Christmas period. Now. No way, no way. So, like, Leanne, I think, again, like, that is really, really powerful because, like, knowing you as well, I would say you're probably the life and soul of most parties. Uh, so, again, just to know that, that obviously, like, you do have your own fair share of struggles and things like that, and as you had said, like living by yourself, things like that, you do have that time to overanalyze things. And obviously anybody that knows being alone with your own thoughts and stuff like that, it can be dangerous at times as well because that overanalyzing, you do start thinking negatively and things like that as well. And obviously you'd mentioned as well about going out and maybe having a cake and things like that. And that's not a bad thing. I think this is where the message has, for me personally, been lost over the years because having gone to personal trainers before and stuff like that it was like always about eating this chicken and rice and it was for me it was it was nonsense i like my food i have no shame in about that yeah uh, so <laughs> i think it's about finding the right balance in your your own life to to be able to go out and enjoy yourself as well because what's the point if you're 
you're sticking to a, a chicken and rice diet uh, and you, you can't go out and have fun or you're going out with friends and family and things like that and you start overanalyzing things thinking oh am i allowed to eat here or something like that so uh then how did you uh, feel to see or yeah how did you feel when you seen yourself in a swimsuit like looking back on all these these pictures and that from the, the body campaign no to be honest the photos were were amazing you know i, I think at the time d- during the shoot actually well the thought of it when she first came to me and said do you want to wear a swimmer in front of three other women that you've never met in a garden and do a photo shoot personally i was like absolutely not and she was like, why not? You've got a great figure, you know, coming from your spray tanning lady who's like in front of you every week, you know, spray yeah. tanning. I'm like, yeah, but that's coming from you. Like, I don't feel great just now. You know, we've not had a holiday in so long. Like, I've, I've not really been looking after myself. You know, I've not really been in, going to the gym and things. And she says, Leanne, it's nonsense. Like, y- come on. Like, you'll be great. The, the girls will love you. I think you'll be great energy on the day. Like, you know, your enthusiasm. I think it would be a, a great, great fun. And she sold the deal, she did, because she says, we'll get your hair and makeup done. And I said, right, okay, fine, I'm in. <laughs> so um, she convinced me, she, she managed to convince me. So, um, no, to be honest, the thought of it was a lot worse than the day. And I, and I really I really mean that. So on the day, you know, we all we all got ready and you just, we didn't even think we were in swimwear. You know, we're standing there having a conversation in the garden and you just it just went over the top of your head you kind of got lost in the moment and we were yeah. having such a good time that it, it really we weren't phased by the fact of what we were wearing um, and that we just met each other i just think it was such a nice refreshing day and i think if you asked any one of them that were there you'd get the same answer from all of us it was just so fun and um, and she was so happy with how it went and i think she picked such you know such a good bunch of us to be together on the day because the enthusiasm and like you know the just the the atmosphere was great um so yeah so on the day i felt i felt amazing to be honest i did and looking back on the photographs i still look at them and i you know i smile i think oh that was so much fun and yeah i i did feel great and it was um i didn't expect to i you know i thought i'd be a bit not self-conscious because i think you know i'm quite great at putting on a persona you know i i I can work to my audience if you like you know if i'm if i'm in a big group of people in I wasn't necessarily feeling the most confident. They wouldn't necessarily know. You know, I'd, I'd put on a brave face and, and crack a joke and it would be great. So, no, but I, I honestly felt really comfortable. And, yeah, looking back, it's, yeah, it's, it's quite a nice achievement. And just to know that it went, you know, viral and things, it, it's quite it's quite funny to think to think how it all panned out after just a, you know, what was meant to be just a, a quick campaign. Um, lasted a bit longer than what we anticipated. <laughs> how does it feel, that being your beautician, she could have, shows quite a lot of women i'm sure from the the clinic coming into here to to do that with the the other three ladies like how did it feel for you to be that person that they they approached yeah no it's amazing like like i say i feel like we've had we've built such a nice bond over the years and you know like we, we just talk about anything now and i we look forward to it she usually books me in last at the end of the day because she knows we end up talking for ages <laughs> and she doesn't actually love herself enough time you know in between appointments so no i actually um yeah i just find her so easy to talk to she's such a nice lady and um we always have a nice news and catch up when we, when we meet so no i was really it was really nice because i remember when i first went to her for an appointment I'd heard of her through, you know, Instagram and, and she, she specialises in wedding tans. And um, I tried to book in sort of, this was like a Tuesday for the Thursday or something. And she was fully booked. And I was thinking, oh my word, like, who else am I going to get? I really had my heart set on trying her for yeah. the first time. And I tried again, like the next month and I didn't allow much time. But even three, four weeks, this is like pre-pandemic, you know, three, four weeks in advance, she was fully booked. And I was like, oh my God, I'm never going to get in with her. So I managed to finally get an appointment, um, and and now you know we've worked up such a, a nice relationship that you know I'll message her like a couple of days before, and she'll do anything to get me in. Like she'll absolutely not let me down. You know, she's yeah. just we've we've built that bond, which is really nice. Um, so no, I was I was honoured, and yeah, I think um, I really appreciated it. Like I say, it was a good experience and something nice to to look back and remember. Again, I've said I've mentioned there about you being a confident person how do you keep yourself in check when you're when it comes to your your brown body positivity 
Yeah, so, I mean, I just, I think it's, it's difficult, you know, all the time. You can't, you know, it's difficult to always have a positive attitude for, for your, yourself, you know, and, and promote yourself all the time. You know, it, I, I don't think anyone sits and, and absolutely loves everything about themselves. So, no, I just, um, like you say, you know, you'd be accountable um, and, and make sure there's, there's a balance there. Um, I've been pretty bad lately for not having much of a balance, you know, having too much fun and, and not enough sort of healthy li lifestyle. And I feel like that that has, you know, got negative impact in, in some in some forms because, you know, I, I work really hard through the week and I think, oh, I need to go and have fun at the weekend, which is fine. But in terms of eating out, you know, that maybe comes into the week now as opposed to just the weekend and you know, it, it's, it's really easy to sort of go off track. Um, but I think you get to a point where you just feel like you need to do something about it. And, and that's kind of where I'm at. Like, I, I know I need to, you know, I need to start making better decisions and, you know, maybe going out less and, and eating a bit better at the weekends. Yeah. And, you know, I think you go out on a Friday night and then, you know, take away Saturday, mm, feeling all right Sunday, or maybe another takeaway. And before you know it, you've had four good days, three really bad days, and you've totally offset, you know, the, the goodness so it's just um like I, I recently joined a pt uh once a week and he said oh i noticed that you're you track your meals you know through the week and you're quite consistent but you don't put anything in the weekends and i'm like well how much is that domino's pizza you know like i, I really don't know <laughs> i probably blow the water by putting a slice in never mind a, a full medium so yeah i just um i need to rein it in a little bit but i feel like you could nobody can tell you when to do that like you need to wake up in the morning and be motivated you know um, it, it's got to be your decision and, and your timeline. Nothing else is gonna, nothing else is gonna motivate you. It has to come from yourself. Yeah, and I think again, <clears throat> you're saying there about that motivation. How, how do you motivate yourself, or do you find it challenging at times to motivate yourself to get back on the the routine that you quite like? Well, personally, for me, it's been going back to the office. So I've just went back one or two days a week. Um, and I've been putting on all my work clothes from two years ago and they don't fit. So it's either buy a new wardrobe or just rein it in a little bit. And I feel like I've got enough clothes to feed anyone. So I probably need to just rein it in a little bit. Um, but yeah, I put on my work trousers the other week and I was like, oh my word, no. <laughs> These are not going to be getting worn today. So um, I feel like when you're at work, maybe guys can relate as well. They're in suits. You know, if you're wearing the same clothes every day and they feel a bit snug, you're like, oh... I just don't feel like we'd have got that far if we were going in the office every day because I would have been like, oh, these are a bit tight, but it's not good. Um, so, yeah, so for me, it's definitely uh, the work clothes is a, a good factor that's that's kicked me up the bum. Yeah, I think obviously being a guy as well, it is it is relatable, of course it is. Like there's, there's been plenty of weddings I've been sitting at that I'm maybe like sitting there <laughs> bare belly and I'm waiting for the button on my shirt to pop and knock the, the person who hops at me and things like that. So... But I, I think, again, that is really good that, like, you motivate yourself in that way. And is there other things that you would do to, to motivate you or is there other people that would motivate you? Yeah, so, well, I'd say my, my younger sister, so she's getting married next year and she's had two beautiful girls and, honestly, she looks incredible. Like, she's, she's you know, her partner works away, she's got two girls, our life is just so, so super busy. But she'll still be on FaceTime at night time, like, doing hula hooping with her friend like I say, she's had two girls, you know, the youngest one's just over a year old and she's absolutely smashing it. She's got no time for the gym, you know, she's a mum. <laughs> she's got two girls, you know, half the year her partner's gone, so she's literally a single parent and, and um, yeah, she looks incredible. So if that doesn't motivate me, what what is? You know, I feel like with her wedding and, and hen party and everything next year, you know, absolutely needs to be a driver for the whole family, to be honest. And even my sister-in-law, she's lost, you know, so much weight lately and it's not it's in you know it's not about the scales for either of them it's just how they feel like they don't care what the number says or what their dress size says they literally just want to look in the mirror and feel happy and and they both are looking absolutely insane everyone that you know sees them can see the difference in them and even just their mood you know it's not just physically yeah it's like talking to them you can tell you can see the confidence you know coming out of them now and and it's so true like if you're happy you can naturally are more confident and everyone will see that so it just generally makes life just better as a whole so yeah they're definitely my two role models just now i need to i need to look at them i'm going to put photos of them on my wall before and afters and just keep them as uh keep them as the motiv motivation 
Yeah, and I think I think it's quite nice as well to to hear that knowing you personally. I would say they probably look to you for motivation as well. So it's that sort of like working together, really. Uh, Leanne, obviously we have spoke there a bit about that, like body image and uh, being female. Like, do you think the world is more accepting now of all body shapes for like both male and female? Yeah, I'd say so. You know, you see a lot more of like uh, social media campaigns and, you know, various shapes and sizes where before, you know, you very much went through various, you know, phases within the generations of what's sexy you know you look at Marilyn Monroe great figure but then you look at sort of you know um 20 years ago and you're looking more like sort of six to eight size models and things and and that kind of stayed for sort of a, a decade and now we're back at actually you know it doesn't matter what size you are you look good in any shape because I, I really think it, it, it's bad you, you know you go on you know a website shopping and things and I've seen very much a lot of comparison things lately where they'll have a pair of jeans and they'll be from the same shop and it'll be one size and there's three pairs of jeans and they're all they're all inches you know out there none yeah. of them are the same so I think if, if women are fixated on a certain dress size that's really dangerous because you're you know any shop you go to you know it really dress to dress to what you're comfortable in it really doesn't matter what size like personally, you know, people will be shocked, but I, I buy 14 to 16s. People look at me, oh, she's definitely a size 10 or definitely a size 12 because that's just what they think looking yeah. on. I buy things that I'm comfortable in. Like I would no way not buy something because that size didn't fit me. Like I'm way past that mindset because I think, you know, like I say, the, the various sizes and shops and things, definitely not something you need to take seriously. But I do think as well, a lot more companies are modeling also all shapes and sizes which is great because how can you know you, you don't want to relate to something if you look at you know someone in a dress and you think oh that looks amazing but it wouldn't look so great on me you, you need to see it from every perspective you know and and it doesn't matter what size you are you know women can have beautiful faces you know it, it really it's i i feel like we're getting better um <clears throat> but i also don't think we should just encourage bigger sizes because that's equally not good for women that are maybe have come through like anorexia and yeah. they're struggling i think it needs to be a, a, a variation and there is some women that are maybe they're petite and that's just naturally what they like they shouldn't be made to feel that they're not good enough either because curvy's back in you know so i do think it needs to be a nice balance and everyone should be able to go onto a website and relate to it and, and find something that they're they're they'll look good in yeah and i think to, to be honest that's really a powerful message as well like to to share leanne and i think like for me as well i would say that you hit the nail on the head earlier when it's about not so much the body shape and size but more so how you feel as mm -hmm. a as an individual and i think like a lot of people can relate to that male female uh, or however you may identify like a lot of people can i'm sure relate to that in that sense because at, at the end of the day you could be quite big but really really happy you could be quite small again miserable mm -hmm. it, it just really depends like mm -hmm. it I, I, one thing i've noticed like in a, a big trend that seems to be taking place now when you're you're looking at social media prior to the pandemic a lot of personal trainers were all about this they need to sell themselves to get more clients and how they did that was this do that in the sense of like getting everybody ripped and shredded mm -hmm. but i think like for me the pandemic has actually changed a lot of that and changed a lot of pt perceptions uh and i'm, I'm starting to notice that more now where pts are maybe looking more so actually how can i affect my my client in terms of their their mental well-being their happiness mm -hmm. and obviously if they get into great shape that's that's fantastic but obviously if you have that better mindset that stronger mindset then you're you're a lot happier like mm -hmm. what would you say to that no i totally agree and there's one lady in particular and um, that i follow and i've watched her journey over the years and that is exactly the the route she's went she you know she's very much the the fitness industry puts so much pressure on you know personal trainers and and everyone to to look a certain way or to be a certain size or you don't qualify you don't know what you're talking about that's complete nonsense. Like they're human. And I, I always used to think and look onto them. How can they stay in that shape? You know, the whole year for, for a decade, like how is that physically possible? Yeah. And I mean, it is, but they're allowed downtime too. They're allowed days off, you know, 
like I said, they, they are only naturally human. You, you, you can't be that motivated every day to have a lifestyle change like that. You know, you need a bit of fun. Um, so no, certainly now the message is definitely, you know, we don't have to be a certain shape or size. As long as we give good advice, and as you say, you know, you're, you're encouraging people to be happier and, and more mentally stable and that, it, it's really not about the physical image at the end of the day. As you say, that maybe that's a bonus and, and people will be happier with that, but it's a lot more to it than just the, the vision. Yeah. Um, and I have definitely seen that with the, the trainers as well that I follow. Um, certainly a shift in, in the message they're promoting, which can only be a good thing. For me, like I, I quite like sitting down and obviously eating healthy, but then being able to eat rubbish as well, bar chocolate, have a bottle mm -hmm. of fizzy lemonade and things like that. So I think it's important to... To obviously again i keep bringing myself back to that mindset that it's about being happy in the moment and not actually worrying about figure and things like that and when, when my wife kathy obviously gave birth to her daughter again that was a big turning factor for me because i feel like i never had time to to think about diet and stuff like that as much because obviously we were we were trying our best to raise our daughter and bring her up with like different beliefs that it's okay to not be okay and things like that like and i know she's only two and a half but at the same time like it's for me having worked in the education system and that as well you can tell the trends in schools and things like that as well and i think nowadays especially on social media there's this fake portrayal of you need to look a certain way or be a certain way or have a certain amount of money and you're you're flying but then when you tend to speak to people that either have all the money or they have the they, they look Beckham-esque, uh, if you like, they, they say they're miserable. And it's like, right, well, why are you miserable? And then they tend to go on and tell you that obviously it's because they're doing things that they don't really like doing or enjoy doing. And I think, again, it's coming back to that living in the moment and enjoying yourself as well. Uh, Leanne, as I had mentioned as well at the, the start you are a, a tender manager for like in the oil and gas industry i can only imagine there's a lot of hours in that uh obviously in working and you'd mentioned then as well about you work hard during the week and then at the the weekend it's about letting off some steam could you tell me a bit about that how you deal with that yeah so you know i'm 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 pretty happy with with where my career's gone you know i've progressed you know fairly rapidly over the years and if I, I think back to sort of you know 10 years ago when i was just coming out of university into my first job and i've always maintained the same ethics like you know i've always been really ambitious and driven and you know i'm very conscientious as well like if i you know if i, I get tasked with something i really do put my mind to it and i, I want to deliver like i yeah. am really accountable for for good quality work and i've always you know always motivated myself to be that way and um, so I have done well naturally which is, has been great but it's not because I've not worked for it trust me I've uh, I've grafted hard <laughs> so yeah so where I am now you know it, it can be tough it's, it's stressful Um, it's not it's not an easy job and you know it's you know it's got its down days you know take the good with the bad it's not all it's not all stress Um, but naturally you know it's a fast pace it's very reactive and um, you know you need to be available and yeah i just i find it it's important to have a bit of a balance you know working from home you know there is the expectation that we've not got much else going on apart from work you know particularly when we were going through lockdowns yeah. and that's not true you know i'd much rather put my laptop away and, and watch some tv or, or do some exercise or go for a walk you know there's plenty of other things you could be doing so i think it's important for anyone that's career driven you know for me i don't have any children I, i've always very much been I'm going to focus on my career and I feel like that's not going to change anytime soon but I think it's also important to not you know you don't you don't live to work and um, when I take my holidays like I take my holidays and I've set the president from the beginning you know if you need to contact me like your arm needs to be hanging off like yeah. don't phone me when I'm on holiday <laughs> and it, it sounds bad because a lot of people that are even more senior than me they you know they join calls from the caravan park and, and air or you know and, and they're yeah. doing this and that and I, I just feel like why you know you, it's not that important you know and, and I'm I'm not being you know derogatory saying that I'm saying yes you need to be available because of the positions we're in you know and if it is urgent I, I would be available but I'm not going to join from my holidays for for something that I can catch up on when I come back like I feel like this is perception like you need to do more to be recognized 
that's not necessarily true. You need to do a good job, and yeah. you know you need to you need to work hard when it's expected. But everyone deserves downtime. So like I'm off next week, and I'm not kidding when I say this. Yesterday I logged off and. I screamed with excitement. Like, I was so happy. And <laughs> I text my friends in here, I know the pursuit to happiness must be not working full-time. It has yeah. to be that, because the, the enjoyment I have from just knowing that I have a week off to do anything I want to do, I don't have to... I get up early anyway. I, can't, I don't remember last night I had a long line. I mean, that would be the dream. Um, but just, you know, having that downtime, I so look forward to it, because, you know, working five days a week, two days off at the weekend... To me, you know, they need to nip on and implement this uh, four-day working week yeah. pronto because I feel like it's just, it's not enough time. Um, and I'm like a really busy person, big family. So before I know it, it's Sunday night and I'm like, oh, it's work again tomorrow. And I, I just feel like it's, you know, you can, I kind of live for the weekends at the minute because I'm, I'm craving that downtime and I'm craving something that's not, you know, the same routine through the week. Um, so yeah, I just feel like it, it has to be a, a balance. It's really important that you don't just, because it's expected of you, if you're in a senior role, you know, because you're doing well, don't just be available 24-7. Like, one thing I'd absolutely encourage everyone not to do is do not check your emails. Once you've logged off, put your phone away. Yeah. If you can get the opportunity to have a work phone and a personal phone, absolutely take that. Like, I'll be on holiday. My work phone will be there. It'll be on loud. But I will not carry it out with me. Like, I'm not going to take it to the cinema or take it out for dinner because I'm on holiday. If... if I want to check emails, I'll maybe do it in the morning or tea time. Don't check them before bed because the chances are something will be in there that will aggravate you and yeah. you'll want to fix it, but you physically can't before bed. So there's absolutely no benefit in doing so. So yeah, just make sure that you, you have a balance and, you know, you know, we're here to, to enjoy ourselves. You know, we, we earn money to have fun at the end of the day. We don't live, you know, all our life just to work. Um, there's more to it than that and and certainly as well like this obviously doesn't impact me but a lot of people I know senior you know they they work away from home which can't be helped but they're also working late hours in the office now you know you're missing out on so much particularly if you've got children and a partner at home I, you, you need some form of balance like it can't be expected that you just give up on your family you know you yes you're there to earn, you know earn a living and, and to to keep them healthy and things but at the same time your time is so much more important than money to them. Yeah. So you just, you know, it's it's really not everything. And I, I always think to myself, I wouldn't go a certain, you know, you know, I'd only go to a certain point in the, in the career ladder because I wouldn't want it to jeopardize like my family and, and my friends and, yeah. and my social time. I, I just wouldn't, that wouldn't give me any form of happiness. Yeah. And I think that's quite sad as well that obviously you have to stop at a certain point in the ladder mm. because obviously you don't want it then to, to take over your life. Yeah. I think obviously it doesn't matter what role you're in. I understand the higher up you are, you probably have a, a bigger case load, more people chasing you, trying to get mm -hmm. in touch with you and stuff. But I think again, it's that balance uh, like we are hearing a lot more now about four day working week it seems to be a, a worldwide thing at the minute like mm -hmm. loads of different countries that are obviously trialing it and again the sooner that does come in the better because obviously again productivity doesn't change if anything it actually improves by I think it was like a 1% or something but that productivity is obviously important but then there's less sick days for staff because obviously they're getting that that longer time they recover mm -hmm. uh, focus on their mental health focus on their families like and you'd mentioned there as well about we we don't work to live mm -hmm. and again when I think about that for me I always look at any employer doesn't matter who it is I always look at any employer and think right well if I work for them am I replaceable of course I am they can they can replace me tomorrow if they wanted uh, if I look at my family am I replaceable no my family love me I'd at the end of the day, I love them. And the last thing I want to do is put them second. They mm -hmm. always come first and that yeah. will always be the, the case. And I'm sure you're the same. No matter how successful you are in your career, your family always come first. Mm -hmm. And then that brings me to like the, the next question. I know as well that like in your life, two big figureheads have always been your mum and your, your gran. Uh, could you tell me a bit more about that? Because I know that they have obviously single-handedly raised you. Uh, could you tell me a bit more about that? Yeah, so we've we've been very, very, very fortunate with my mum, who's a very independent, strong woman. And I don't say that, you know, just throw those words about, um, you know, she, she very much is. You know, my mum, 
our, our skills are, are very versatile so she's had you know four children yeah and as you say pretty much raised us on her own Um, you know dad left you know pretty early doors for for all of us Um, but that wasn't a bad thing you know that was unhealthy mum wasn't happy he wasn't really there available so you know you're better off not there Um, yeah. so when he left you know it just you know, mum ended up working night shifts when we're all in bed after raising, you know, four kids in a day, which I just find absolutely mental. Um and you know, and, and so inspiring. She I, I always look at my siblings and and I really am proud of all of us and my mum because, you know, she's raised up four children. We didn't go to the best of schools, you know, we went to a fairly fairly rogue academy if you'd like. Um but we're all really successful in all got our heads screwed on and, and genuinely like decent people. You know, yeah. we, we, we know what good models are and we put family first. We would do anything for our friends. And I just think she's just done such an incredible job in it. And I feel like if she could give you a manual, I, I don't really know what she'd put in it because I think she was just her. You know, she just done what she think was best at the time. We, you know, we didn't have loads of money growing up. We really didn't. Um, I remember she she said she used to have to borrow from my grandma to get toilet roll or nappies yeah. whilst my dad was maybe spending the last of their money at the bingo. You know, I just feel like things like that makes me so angry because it's just not what you'd expect from a parent. Um, but that that's that's what it played out. So, you know, while she was struggling working nights, you know, he was away doing his own thing. But now growing up, you know, I feel like she's taught us such invaluable lessons like money's not everything. You can still have such a great experience without you know being well off yeah and, and people always look at me and think oh she, you know because I've, I've grown up and i am well now and it's like oh she must just love all the the high maintenance things in life take me on a camping holiday honestly like i love that stuff that's all we done growing up you know we the four of us and my mum we went away off camping we had you know tesco sleeping bags were absolutely frozen I remember it so well, you know, we went, my mum, my wee sister, she absolutely loved uh, Leon Jackson, you know, the guy from oh, X Factor or something, yeah. or, or Pop Idol or something he was. Um, my sister was absolutely obsessed with him. He was playing in uh, Dumfries and, you know, being five of us, it would be like two hotel rooms, it would be really expensive. So we ended up, we went camping, it was so cold. And um, we ended up, mum was like, we need to go and get more fleeces and, and jackets and things. So we went and got all those things. But we all went camping, had such a, we still talk about it now. It was such a great experience, so funny. Um, you know, we're all kitted out on waterproofs that we just bought that day because the weather was that bad. And then the pure sunshine at the concert, us all dressed in wellies and looking like numpties because we had nowhere to get changed again. Um, but do you know something? Like, we didn't go on our first holiday abroad until our teens. Um, and even then, you know, my brother, um, brother basically subsidised that because he was doing so well in his company, he wanted to take us on holiday. So I just feel like, you know, looking onto us now, you must think, oh, we've, we've, you know, we've all got our own house, my brother's got his own company, my, my brother's employed by him, my sister's got an amazing family and, you know, they've got a lovely home and things and people must think, oh, they've done so well for themselves, but not because we haven't worked hard. Yeah. We've never once been handed a lump sum of money and said, go and buy your house, go and buy your first car. Yeah. We've all had jobs <coughs> since we were like 15, 16 year old. We've all worked really hard at school, got grades, you know, went away and done apprentices and things. And I, I just feel like the lessons she taught us without even probably realizing has been amazing. Because we don't, you know, we never wanted for nothing as children. I said we weren't well off, but my mum would make sure that we had the best Christmases and birthdays. Yeah. Now, she would go, she still does go OTT. And if you are listening, Mum, please don't go mental for Christmas. Like, we're begging you. <laughs> <laughs> but she does. She she would honestly put herself in debt for a whole year just to make sure on that one day that she just give us the best she could possibly do. Yeah. And to me, like, just having someone in your life that would put anyone before herself is just, yeah, I'm, I'm really proud of her. If I think back to the first episode with Gavin, we had spoke about doing the best with the resources you have leanne obviously i'm just going to change the, the subject okay uh would you say you're a big believer in creating like that positive energy oh yeah definitely like you know just being around my friends and things like they you know they, they do say oh you know well one of my friends she's, she's amazing but she always say oh you're the a-lister you know <laughs> like she'll always say oh, i'm not going to night out unless you're going she always makes a joke she's obviously kidding but you know she just 
loves the fact that I, you know, I, I do try and bring out the best in people. Like I try and make people laugh. Like if I, if I can get the crowd going and, and have a good time, then that, that's kind of, that motivates me. Um, so no, definitely I'd, I like being around happy people. Like I like being around good energy and, and I think that that's been so, you know, obvious in everything, even in like dating and things. Like if I can see negativity and, and just not good people, I, I just know when to divert. Like yeah. I, I don't attract that. And, you know, and I've seen, you know, some relationships and things that I don't necessarily agree with. I think they're quite toxic and things. I just, I just personally wouldn't, I wouldn't want to be in something like that. So I think you do attract what you give out. Um, and if you're, you know, if you're an outgoing sort of happy person, then you naturally, that's, that's the crowd that you have. So yeah, all, all my groups of friends and things, I'd say they're, they're quite outgoing and, and, you know, they like a good laugh and, they're, they're really easy to be around and, and that's kind of what you want in life you know you don't you don't want to have to try you yeah. know you don't have to try too hard and you you don't want to be around and, and that's not saying you know people can go through bad times and, and of course people do my friends have and, and I have but it's just about being there for each other and, and trying to make you think of the, the good things and, and you know and trying to pick them up um certainly some of my friends have went through some horrible things in, in their life and it, it's really not been nice um, but it's just you know being there for them and um, yeah trying trying to make them see the bigger picture and, and just really just being there um, so yeah I think it, it's important to make sure you're available and you're there as a you know a shoulder yeah. and also there to give them a, a good laugh when they need it yeah absolutely and um, Leanne just I've got one or two more questions for you there and I'm just going to come back to when you had mentioned earlier about living alone uh, I'm sure there's plenty of people out there that do live alone and obviously have far too much time to be thinking and overanalyzing things. What would your advice be to people out there that are maybe living alone and struggling? Well, if you've not completed Netflix, I'd advise you to start there. <laughs> um, no, I'm kidding. There's probably a lot more productive things you could be doing with your time. Um, well, funny story, about four years ago, I never, I hadn't seen a single series. I'm not kidding. I'd not watched a single series by the age of 26. I just hadn't. My first series I watched was Revenge. Absolutely amazing, by the way. So, so good. I don't even, it's that old that I don't even think you can get it on the TV. Um, but so, so good. So, I mean, I've probably got a lot more time where I just chill. And before, I'd say I was really bad at downtime. Like, I used to feel guilty for not filling my time. Like, I'd yeah. feel guilty for sitting on the sofa and taking two hours to myself, doing absolutely nothing. What I'd say now is don't feel guilty like it's absolutely normal and okay to spend a day doing nothing if that's what you want to do but for me personally like I do like to get out and about like I, I find it quite satisfying to go and explore new places like go find a waterfall or you know go to a new beach and we're quite lucky obviously in Scotland that a lot of that's fairly accessible um so no like it, the one thing I'd say like just a lot of people have this perception like if you live alone that you're lonely and that you they need to check in more yeah. i don't think that's necessarily true like i i'm so sociable as you know but i also love being on my own like if i was to be asked to go for a walk and things i'd much rather go on my own with my headphones in because yeah. i absolutely love music like music makes me happy so if i can listen to music for two hours or speak about what i've been doing for two hours i'd rather listen to music yeah so don't feel like guilty or feel the need that you know you need to check in with people just because you know you're by yourself like sometimes it can be so mentally draining like being on your phone all the time like you know i know sometimes my sister like you know she gets facetimed all the time you know family wanting to see the kids and that so sometimes we just say to each other we're not even just going to phone each other because yeah. i know you can't be bothered and neither can i so let's just not and sometimes I feel guilty for keeping her on that phone call because I know she's got a thousand other things she can be doing. So just don't put pressure on yourself to mingle as much. Um, obviously, it's healthy to see people. Um, but, like, you know, some weeks I'll be working from home and I'll not leave the house, you yeah. know, and that's not great for you. Like, you do need fresh air and, and some, you know, some socialising. But at the same time, I, I quite enjoy it. You know, I've got to a point where your own company's healthy and don't feel bad for saying no to something just because things are opening up now and people's got an expectation that you're available again yeah you don't have to do things you don't like doing so if you don't enjoy something just don't do it and another thing is you, you don't need to give a reason as well if you're if you don't want to go out you know or you don't want to meet someone just just say you don't want to do it 
Um, so no, I think um, you know it's it can be tough because obviously you're you're just by yourself all the time. Um, but yeah, I I've kind of got quite used to it, um, and I quite enjoy it. Yeah. It's it probably I always feel like it's better to be on your own, or to be in something that you're you're not happy with. I'd, I'd prefer I'd pick being on my own um, yeah. any day over that. I think that's the thing. Like, obviously doing nothing it's not really a necessarily a waste of time if you enjoy doing it yeah so like uh so thank you for that then just finally uh then what advice would you have for anyone out there that may be struggling with like body confidence or struggling to try and get their career off the ground um yeah so in terms of body confidence i'd say you know if you're genuinely unhappy and you know you you're resenting yourself you know for looking a certain way only you can fix it. I really would discourage you to go into any of these, you know, fad diets that say you can lose a hundred pounds and you know in, in five weeks by drinking juice or you know or by eating chicken and rice or you know it's really not sustainable. Like you need to eat enough calories to survive. You know you need enough energy. So if you if you genuinely don't know where to start, I'd I'd seek getting like professional nutritionist like support just to get your mindset there and to get an understanding of what calories and, and macros and things are. I'd say that's that's important. Um, and, and even if you're not into exercise, like the gym is not anything, you know, a, a, a good healthy lifestyle is, you know, the bulk of that is what you eat. So don't think that if you're not exercising, then you're not actually doing well enough. If you start to change, you know, your, your choices in terms of what you're eating, that goes miles, you know, further than entering the gym every day. Um, but you could go out walking, um, like, you know, if you, if you don't have it, like, I, see, I see people walking, they don't have headphones and I'm thinking, oh my word, like if I forgot my headphones, I'd be going back for them because that's how much, you know, I need, I need them. So even if you, you know, you like listening to podcasts or, or music, um, I would encourage you just to go out, even for a half an hour walk a day, like it's, it's so nice just to be away, um, you know, away from everything like TV, phone and things and out for a walk. Um, so do that. Um, and then in terms of career, yeah, I think if you want something hard enough, then you really just need to put in the effort. Like if you feel like you're stagnating in a, in a job and you're not really getting recognized and you're working hard, there's two, there's two reasons for that. It could be because your company are just, you know, they're not, not the best company to be working for. You maybe need to consider moving. And the second one is it's maybe because you're not pushing yourself to be noticed hard enough that you're maybe just you know, you're maybe just ticking on in the same job, you've not shown an interest to sort of move places, but genuinely, if you feel like there's places to go and you're not getting the opportunity, then, you know, reach out and speak, see what else courses you can maybe do. There's so much free courses on like Open University and other, you know, forms. If you join LinkedIn, they're running free courses all the time that you can join and just better your career. Um, so yeah, I just genuinely think if you want something hard enough, you, you can get it, but People think, oh, you know, the best things come to those that wait. I've never disagreed with a, <coughs> a statement so much in my life. The best things don't come to people that wait. Like, you can't just expect to have things handed to you your whole whole life. In, in any, and that's in any sort of category. I think if you really want something, you need to show a willingness to go and get it. Um, so that, that's what I'd say. Leanne, thank you for taking the time today to speak with me on the Higher Self Being You podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it. Yeah, thank you very much. Well, that's it from me, everyone. Thank you once again for listening in today. And please don't forget to download and tell your friends about the Higher Self Being You podcast. You can listen to us generally wherever you listen to your, your podcasts. And once again, if you would like to get in touch, please feel free to do so at higherselfbeingyou at gmail.com. And please remember to spread the word, share it on your, your Facebook and Instagrams as well or any other social platforms and it is once again very very much appreciated. Today's episode was presented by me Stefan Mullen and it was produced by Bruno Nequillen. I hope you keep well and remember be the energy you want to attract.